Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mojo Market Report here on a Wednesday uh, from Chop Studios. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. It is A5 Anthony behind the glass. We hope you guys are doing well out there. Hope you guys are having a good week. And, um, you know, it's Wednesday, so that means what do we talk about? What, what's happening? Because there's no game yesterday. There's no game t- today. There is a game tomorrow. Actually, a good one. Uh, Storylines galore out of that one because of the uh, the Tom Brady effect and everything that's going on with his career, life, season, whatever. Um, but anyway, today's a big show because there is a lot of movement happening right now on the Mojo market. And it's in regards of the things we talked about yesterday, either guys getting benched, guys uh, outperforming, guys uh, just, again, trades. Injuries. Injuries. Trades haven't happened yet, right? But there are a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the trade deadline because the trade deadline, is a matter of fact, it's less than a week away. So if you're watching this show on a Wednesday, by next Tuesday, teams are going to be set in stone for the rest of the way as far as the moves are going to be made. Um, you know, and, and some teams are in. Some teams, you know, buyers and sellers, just like the Mojo market. Um, There are teams out there that need absolute help at specific positions. There are teams that are just looking to unload some contracts before, you know, the the franchise tags run out or whatever. So there are a lot of guys we dove in. We we checked out the market. We we also um, realized that there's a lot of uh, trickle-down effect that could be potentially happening. We saw what happens, obviously, with Sam Ellinger and that – Stock continues to <laughs> go through the moon. Which is, is it really still on the way up? It's, it, people are buying in still, you know. And and again, if you if you miss the boat, sometimes you know that stinks for you. But if you put a multiplier on the guy, which by the way, all players now, I, I was told yesterday, all players have a, a multiplier of some variation. So you know, use it at your own risk. Uh, it's a great thing if if you really you know smack the right guy. But if you don't, you know, it, you know, it might cost you a couple bucks. Yeah, but. Got to be careful, but trade talk. All right, we'll it. talk. Uh, we'll start with Mike Gusecki of the Miami Dolphins, tight end. Um, the reason why we say him and bring him up is because he is on a uh, a franchise tag, right? Which means, again, season runs out. All of a sudden, you're a free agent. The Dolphins may be thinking right now, let's get the let's get the value for him right now before he hits the open market, and. He, I want to say he's underperformed so far. Like, uh, as far as the season goes, he does the world's worst gritty. But he's got the uh, 26 targets, 18 catches, 197 yards, and three touchdowns. He's averaging 10 yards a catch. So, relative to the other tight ends in, 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 the, in the league, I think he's doing rather well. Yeah, it's a pass-happy offense in Miami. I didn't think it was going to be the case with McDaniels, but I think it's a lot of the fact that that's their personnel. But because of the fact that they have these two receivers on the outside, there's going to be less targets for Gusecki. And in a Mike McDaniel system, I'm expecting the tight end to do a lot more run blocking. And Mike Gusecki is not really – he doesn't have a run, good run block, blocking prowess, we'll say. So he doesn't really fit in the system. Mm. And they have him. They use the franchise tag on him, so they're going to put him in and play him when they can. But I think he's really more important in the red zone for Miami, but he doesn't do much work in between the 20s. I could see them moving off of him because I don't think he brings much to the offense. And I think actually a backup in that spot – where they could get a pick or two, I wouldn't say two, but they could probably get a pick for Gusecki if there's a team that's in the in the running looking for a tight end. I think that's a little less likely than a lot of the other names we're going to talk about. Yeah. I don't see Gusecki getting moved. Because, I got a mar- I got one team because in they're my still mind. good. I got one team on my mind right now. Um, and if the Dolphins do do this, just letting you know, their tight end room gets very very thin. Um, it's Durham Smythe, not Smith Deer. 
No? Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire? Nothing? Damn. All right. Thought I had him. Hunter Long and, of course, Tanner Connor. Uh, so their, their tight end room gets very, very thin if they move on from uh, Mike Gusecki. But one team in particular, if for whatever reason, it seems like this team is going to be the topic of conversation a little bit today, the Cleveland Browns. They lost Njoku for at least five weeks, six weeks, right? So they're in the market for a tight end right now, maybe, you would think. Um, a late-round draft pick to make sure you have that production out of your tight end position because Brissett, he's only got a couple more weeks to go, but again, he's been looking for Njoku a lot, so the targets are there to be had. So I think that that might affect his stock price as well. Right now, he's sitting there very, very low um, on a Mike Gusecki. If Gusecki gets moved... I say it's a buy because whatever team is inquiring him is inquiring him for those heavy, heavy targets. Yeah, I would say that I don't think he's going to get moved. If he was going to get moved, you would probably want to get in on that before the move happened. I, I would just too. be a little bit hesitant because I don't see – he could have a good week this week and it could work out anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm just – I'm going to stay away from Mike Gusecki because it's just – there's a lot of other players in this conversation that we're going to have that are definitely more appealing to me. Okay. So Gusecki, out. All right. Out on Gusecki. So, but there's another guy that started the service in the news. You know, Mike Tomlin actually went back and, and backpedaled this and said, no, we're not shopping him, but it's Chase Claypool. And the reason why we bring up Chase Claypool is because of the game that he had last week. Um, he's having himself a, a decent season considering the fact that he's behind, um, you know, a couple guys over there and the emergence of a, of a George Pickens. Uh, so he's got 44 targets, 28 catches, 266, and a tug. Um Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are are clearly the future of this team. Chase Claypool still young, obviously. And if the Steelers wanted to make a move and get some capital, I think Chase Claypool could be valuable for a team that needs a receiver. And there's plenty of teams that need a wide receiver right now. Yeah, I, I think because of the amount of receivers that are available at the deadline, Chase Claypool and the Pittsburgh asking price is what kind of poured cold water on that. Mike Tomlin, they would be happy to trade uh, Claypool if they were to get the right package, but they were talking about a McCaffrey-like package in return, meaning like a second, a third, a fourth. Not for Chase Claypool is not that no. player, um, but he is young and he has a ton of potential and you get him for more than one season and you get that rookie uh, ability to franchise and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. So I, I do believe that Claypool that would have appeal if he was to get traded, but because of the asking price, and the fact that they're really not in a, a situation where they need to pay him money anytime soon, I think Claypool sticks around in Pittsburgh a little bit. Yeah, uh, I do too. And uh, so now 0 for 2 on these trade <laughs> trade guys. But honestly, th this was the rumors. These are the interwebs. They start speaking and people start listening uh, and they're swirling around. So definitely keep just keep your eye open for a move like this because if he does get moved, Claypool is a very, very effective receiver. And again, we'll talk about more receivers with more possible destinations. But um yeah, it's going to be interesting. We just talked about the Browns before with, uh, you know, the potential. Well, obviously, the, the David Njoku move, um, he's going to be out for a, about a month and a half. Uh, but there's a bigger name right now. And if you've watched all the projections around the world of fantasy sports, people are starting to get the idea that Kareem Hunt could be moved. Um, this is a big, big deal because what they have right now on their roster is obviously one of the better running backs, top five running back in the league in Nick Chubb. But we also saw the emergence last year of a uh, Dearance uh, Johnson, right? So that right there is big. And, you know, his, his usage has gone down. We've seen Chubb get the ball more. I know in the NFL you kind of look at these offenses and you're like, you always need two running backs, but it almost seems like Cleveland's getting away from that. Like Chubb is on the field a lot, well, man. I mean, yeah, Chubb is on the field a lot, but 
but Kareem Hunt has had 40% of the snaps in, in the games that he's played uh, in all the games this season. So it's not like they're not using yeah, him. Yeah, I know, it's just, but it just not seems using, like his usage is They're not using down. him down low. They're not using him in the goal line situations. Nick Chubb completely took over that spot. And look, Kareem Hunt, I don't think he's happy. He was talking about wanting to be traded. And there could be a shred of that involved. But also, you brought up the point, um, the, the Cleveland Browns, no matter who they've plugged in, even Felton, Last year, he had a splash, or it might have been two years ago, where he where he had a, a chance to start, and he he performed. So he did. I think it's that offensive line in that system, and Stefanski, he's got them running the ball well f- since he's been there. I don't think that's going to change. I do think Kareem Hunt gets traded. I do think it's time to invest in a backup over there in Demetric Felton. Felton? Do, or not Felton. Um, oh, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I, I apologize. And I do think it's potentially in time to invest in a Kareem Hunt because I don't think a team— I think you could see him maybe going to a Buffalo Bills. I could see a, a true contender that needs a running back adding that piece. I don't see just a regular team making that move because I do think it's going to take a little bit more than the other guys at the position. If you're going to bring in a Kareem Hunt, he's a former rushing title winner. He's a proven commodity in the league. Kareem Hunt demands more at the running back position. But because of the amount that he might demand, it might make teams a little bit hesitant to trade for him. I do think it happens, though. So I'm. I think the biggest inheritor of the... The the biggest stock rise out of the entire group would be the uh, the backup. Okay, Johnson. Johnson. All right, yeah, I understand that. And when you say you mentioned um, who'd you mention as far as the team to go to? Buffalo. Buffalo, right? I have or Buffalo. The Rams. I have Buffalo written down. The Rams are written down as well because of the fact that we'll talk about another guy over there in a minute. But I got man, Denver. I still think Denver. I know they're trying. To, they might ship, but if they win this week, they're going to feel like they're in it. You know what I mean? So they might actually try to add a piece instead of shipping it off their entire team. Yeah. Because we've talked about, or at least we've read about, the the idea of Bradley Chubb being dealt if they lose to Jacksonville, which, again, I just, you know. Well, could we explain that for a second? Please. Yes. So you hear teams that are talking about, well, if we lose this week, we'll deal our player Monday. And it's not the teams that are releasing those news. Right. It's not like Denver Broncos and says, hey, guys. ESPN over here, look, if we lose this week, we're going to trade Bradley Chubb. No, but a rival GM calls said team and says, hey, are you guys trading Bradley Chubb? They're like, well, you know, we're, we feel like we're still in it. If we win this week at three and four, we won't, we're not going to be sellers at the deadline. But if you lose two and five, all of a sudden it's like, well, if it would we, actually if be the, plan the other way. These guys. It would be three and five or two and six. Ooh. Yeah, so it's even worse. Yeah, they haven't had the buy. I was yeah. thinking Raiders. So, but uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see if Denver are buyers or sellers. Uh, speaking of Denver, <laughs> nice little segue there. Jerry Judy is one of those guys that have been at the top of the conversation. I was talking to our producer, Anthony, before the show. He's a Giants guy. So he's, he's thinking that there was a little bit of a rumor ski that the Giants were in on Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy to me, feels like a Tyreek Hill, a one-trick pony who could stretch the field, but Tyreek Hill has turned into something more than that, right? Yeah, Jerry Over time, Judy. Jerry Judy's still young. I still think there's time to I think to Jerry Judy doesn't have that breakaway speed that we're talking about with Tyreek Hill, but I think Jerry Judy is one of the most polished route runners out of the receivers that came out in his class. I, I think no, in the league it's thrown around too much, but he is one of the most pol- polished route runners I just think he has a little bit of an injury bug, but because of the prowess, like he was drafted first or was he second overall in that draft class when I think it was a little high for him. He went over Justin Jefferson, did he not? Oh yeah, no, it was it was the, he was the first receiver off the board. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. So like the the acumen is there. Everybody believed in Jerry Judy at one point, and he's delivered. I think outside of the injuries, he's had a nice little career. I think it's going to be a little bit expensive on Jerry Judy because of that reason. He was a former first rounder, like you said, to uh, first receiver off the board in a very talented draft class. Um, but 
Denver has to lose this week, apparently, because they're looking to trade yeah. somebody, but only if they're out. And I think if they lose, they're out. And then you could probably see a lot of these guys on the Broncos get moved. Really, yeah. if Judy doesn't get traded, KJ Hamler is another name that I saw being brought up. I was just going to say Hamler could be your future if Judy is is traded. You know, obviously, Cortland Sutton is who he is, and we all like Cortland Sutton around here. KJ Hamler, Kendall Hinton, um, our guy. We, uh, we had a, a big, big crush on Tim Patrick, and he was lost in the preseason. We're like, Damn, you know, like what a guy, what but a guy, yeah, stand up Jerry, guy. Jerry Judy, I could see him getting moved to one of the teams like Green Bay. The I was Giants, just gonna say, so the I teams. Don't, I don't think Green Bay is gonna give up a, a second or higher or, or a third round pick for a. Jerry There's Judy. a couple more receivers on this list, and we'll get into maybe your uh, priority as a Green Bay uh, investor. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll see what who you like here. Um, a name that actually is interesting to me because he's been like the. Again, in the fantasy world, he's been like a waiver pickup for everybody for like the last four years, right? And it's Alexander Madison. He's the backup to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook now dealing with a shoulder the entire rest of the way. He's got the harness thing going on, right? But Dalvin Cook's a dog, and he he just continues to outwork, right? But Alexander Madison, for the for the Vikings right now, five and one, we're about, you know, coming off their bye. Um, I feel like to be sellers would be foolish. However, you might get a nice haul for an Alexander Madison. He's still young, not, not a lot of tread on the tires, you know, supplementing uh, Dalvin Cook and, of course, in replacement of Dalvin Cook when needed, and his price super-duper low, you know what I mean? So how much does the stock rise? Like, would you get in on him right now, even knowing that he's the – because we talked about this yesterday. Even though that we're knowing that he's the backup or the supplemental back to Dalvin Cook – his stock might shoot through the roof if he's yeah. dealt somewhere to be RB1. I feel like if he's traded for, it's going to be to have a significant role. Right. I don't think that that's the case for every player that might get traded. I do think so for him. But because of what you were talking about at 5-1, and one, the Vikings shouldn't be sellers at the deadline. Yeah. Giving an able body, um, you know, shipping away an able body when you have a, a shoulder injury dealing with, your running back is dealing with a shoulder injury already. I don't think it's smart business. Um, but if he does get moved, yeah, uh, Alexander Madison is definitely going to shoot up the ranks. I also think it's a pretty safe investment right now because if he doesn't get moved, I don't see it being a big dip. At the very least, there's some chances that he gets some burn this week because Dalvin Cook's dealing with a shoulder. I know that they're – are they off a bye week this week, yes. Minnesota? So he's probably a little bit healthier, but as you said, they're going to deal with that all season long in Minnesota. Oh, he said he's wearing the harness for the rest of the way. Yeah, he's going to deal with that. So, you know, there's going to be chances for Madison to step in, especially in the second half if they have a large lead and him to pour it on because if they're winning in the football game and Dalvin Cook's dealing with an injury, I expect Madison to get a little bit more playing time. I think down the stretch, Madison is going to be used a lot in Minnesota, more so than he would have if Dalvin Cook wasn't injured. And if he does happen to get traded, which I do not see happening, then he's 100% going to be a starting running back depending on if he gets traded to a team that's loaded. But I could see a Buffalo, a Rams. These are the teams that I think are definitely in on a running back this offseason, uh, this trade deadline. Now, I understand he's coming off of injury. Uh, Corderell Patterson from Atlanta, and they got Tyler Algier down there. But, like, do you think Atlanta would be in the market for anybody at this point? I mean, their receiving room is kind of, like, bleak, too. And they're, they're running backs, like, you got Corderell Patterson on the back nine right now. You do. Like, I, I understand that he's a resurging guy, and he changes positions, all that stuff. But, like, would you be in on somebody, uh, on a running back, a young running back if you're Atlanta? No. I'll tell you who should be in on a running back, Philly. Stop it. I'm just saying, I think Philly, Philly has— 15 running backs over there. Think no? about it. Think about Miles it. Miles Sanders, think about Kenneth Gainwell, who else? You don't think, you don't think uh, the Alexander other one? Madison would be the, <laughs> the starter in Philly right away? Starter in yeah. Philly? No. Oh, Over I Miles do. Sanders? I, do. I, I think he does more in between the tackles, and that's what Philly's lacking right now. 
hundred percent. If they had Miles Sanders, if they had Alexander Madison with Miles Sanders to do the Kenneth Gainwell role, that improves that offense tenfold. I think Philly's a sneaky team at the trade deadline where they they have some money to spend. And they, they got extra draft picks. Of, they got a lot of capital. They could make a lot of moves. They could make noise right now. In the, Disgustingly, at the, uh, the, the the Philadelphia Eagles are six and zero, and they're also in the top five of the draft right now with like a lot of money to spend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I hate to see it, uh, but I'm sure they love to see it, and I'm sure all the Philadelphia Eagles fans are they're having themselves a week, huh? <laughs> they got the World Series coming up. This is just fun times. Watch, by the way, I'm rooting for the Philly, um, which I ne- never thought in my wildest dreams I'd ever root for anything from Philly, but I, I just, not, not Astros. Nope, not doing it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Cam Akers. Uh, we talked about running backs before. This is one of the guys that were actually publicly outed and, and talked about in the trade department. Sean McVay came out and said, look, he's out. You know, like, it'd be best suited if he found another team. Would they welcome him back? Sure, he said. But the best result would be for a brand-new start for the, for this kid. Um, I, I heavily look at those teams that are one piece away. Cam Akers is still that dude. I, I truly believe it. And I know this, this season has not gone off to a great start for him. And he's coming off the Achilles injury, but he did play in the playoffs last year, and they made their improbable run, run, won the Super Bowl, right? So you're looking at a Cam Akers, you're like, how much does he have to offer? And I'm looking right at Buffalo right now because Singletary, and and obviously they got uh, Dalvin Cook's brother over there, James Cook. Like, I'm seeing Buffalo as like that one piece away, and if you add a Cam Akers, man, it's it's big. And and again, Denver, if they're still in it, um, I don't know why, but I did write Atlanta. I just, for whatever reason, I just felt like, Atlanta would be in on a running back. But, like, uh, you look around the league, Cam Akers would, could still make plays in this league. And I think that his stock right now is, is obviously, you know, low. But I don't know, man. I just feel like he's got some he's got some gas in the tank. Left. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little – I'm becoming more and more skeptical on Cam Akers as the days pass and no team is really interested in trading for well, him. Well, again – the trade deadline's next week. Deadlines make deals. You I know what I mean? So, but he's been inactive for two weeks, and apparently he's healthy. He's a healthy scratch, and it's because the Rams want nothing to do with him. To me, uh, it reminds me a little bit like the Todd Gurley situation with the Rams where nobody knew what was going on, couldn't figure out you know, what's going on, and it was the injury. McVay just hates that. running backs. But McVay, <laughs> you know, I got I to— gotta, was, big... de- was Todd Gurley dealt with a McVay? As the coach, I forget. Yeah, it was McVay. It was McVay was there? Yeah, he was. Interesting. Look, Todd I don't know if Todd Gurley was dealt or if he was just waived altogether. Well, whatever. I don't know the facts on that. It's not on the team. But Cam Akers, look, outside of that back end of rookie season, what has he done to prove that he's that dude anymore? You know, he had that serious Achilles injury. Him returning early from that showed me that he was a hard worker and that, you know, he bounced back quick. And I was a little, I was in on Cam Makers. I'm not anymore. Because what team is he going to go to Buffalo? Is he better running back than James Cook? Is he a better running back than. That even as Zach Moss, who I see popping up on the trade block as well, you know Buffalo. Uh-huh. I think they're simultaneously in on a running back, but it's not and and well wanting to trade one. But I don't think that they're in on a guy that's just going to be added to the mix. They're looking to bolster their starting back, and I think that bumps everybody else down. I think that's what they're looking to do. I don't think Cam Makers is that guy for them. I think Kareem Hunt is. I think maybe even Madison is, but. Cam Akers, there's too much bad juju surrounding him right now. And plus, the Rams pretty much leveraged themselves out of any potential good uh, return investment on on him because they don't want him. He's not he's not playing. That so is, that what is are a, you going to give up? That is a fair point. Like you don't you don't say like yeah we're going to shop him. It's like that's a bad look and a bad feeling like all around. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. a sixth round pick at best you're going to get for Cam Akers if you're the Rams right now. And yeah, the team I, hasn't done that yet, so I'm a little hesitant. I don't know. Well, they're calling. Teams are calling, apparently, so 
We'll see what the compensation that the Rams want. I think there's a better chance that you you never see Cam Akers as a starting running back in the NFL again, and his completely bottoms out on his stock price before he gets a starting job somewhere in the league. That's my that's my assessment. Hot take. <laughs> it's, uh, listen, it's there. Um, anyway, moving on to a couple more receivers. This guy, I feel I actually feel bad for him. I feel like he's been traded 54 times in the last four years, and that's Brandon Cooks. Um, but he's at yeah. the top of everybody's conversation when it's like. When you talk about adding a receiver, um, and look, the teams that are in a receiver, Green Bay, uh, the Giants, uh, Dallas, I think Dallas is still in on a veteran receiver. Uh, the Chiefs, imagine the Chiefs adding a Brandon Cooks or a potential the next guy we're going to talk about. But Cooks right now, his bank value is actually relatively good. That just goes to show you that he's had himself a decent career. And now playing under Davis Mills in the well, he's been playing over there. He's got 28 catches on the year, 281 and a touchdown. And I think that the Texans are in on Nico Collins, Philip Dorsett, you know, their youth movement. I think Nico Collins kind of took over a little bit. In it terms hasn't of really shown the, the lead target there. Everything that I've wanted to see out of Nico Collins. But Brandon Cooks could be dealt. And like I said, this guy, I feel like I know it's not the facts, but I feel like he's been traded a bunch. He has been traded more often than most other players in the league. He's no just like involved in every trade. And like, and he's ah, been, we'll throw he's Brandon at Cooks least too. been in the rumors. Last year, I fully expected the Packers to make a move for Cooks. He stood pat. And in the offseason, I was like, well, he's definitely going to get moved. Again, they re-signed Cooks to a, a not a huge deal, but a, they paid him. And yeah. he was the one guy that got that stuck in Houston for whatever reason. But just because they signed him to the contract, now they haven't won games. Is that I something to be said about Cooks, though? Like That he's always on the trade block? Well... There's something to be said that he's always on the trade block, but then there's also something to be said that the fact that Texans are the ones that kept him around out of all the people, so he wasn't. And he's just a good then. quality guy, <laughs> you know, just good company, good company guy. Good, I think good there's more. To, I think guy. there's more to be said for the fact that he's had production no yeah. matter where he's gone. Okay. Over the fact that he's been moved, I personally, if I had my pick at receivers, you know, I would take DJ Moore because he's the most talented youngest player. But giving up what you're going to have to give up to get DJ Moore, I think Brandon Cooks is the most affordable. And in terms of what a team like Green Bay needs, he would fit right in as their number one. He's got what the Packers need most is experience. Mm. And I think Brandon Cooks, they've been kicking the tires on a Brandon Cooks trade for maybe two or three seasons now. I've heard that the Packers are absolutely in on a receiver. Would be a perfect fit. They have targets aplenty to give to somebody. Like there's, if I'm a receiver in football right now, I know the Green Bay looks bleak offensively, but that's where I'd want to go. Because can passes from Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is desperate for, to find somebody that he could rely on. I think Brandon Cooks would fit right in perfectly, or DJ Moore. Well, you mentioned DJ Moore, and he's our final guy that we want to talk about. DJ Moore. Now, the Panthers, they're an enigma right now. Obviously, they trade away Christian McCaffrey. They get a nice little haul back for him uh, in next year's draft in particular. They don't have to wait long to cash in on that. Uh, but DJ Moore now has been rumored for a couple weeks to be moved. Now, the Panthers decided to trip over themselves. And beat Tom Brady in the Bucks last week. So now all of a sudden, you got people in Carolina saying, well, we could do this with these guys. You know, like, do you still think DJ Moore is on the block right now? I mean, I personally, I would think that people would give like a second or third for him. But like, I, I don't know. I'm, I think, I'm up in the air now. I don't think DJ, I don't think anybody is getting a second or third for anybody right now at that position. I just don't. I was going to say McCaffrey. That's a lot. At that position. You know, a second and a third at receiver right now for teams that are kind of desperate to trade. Unless maybe a DJ Moore because he's still young and there will probably be a ton of suitors would for Would you his, give a second and a third for DJ Moore? I would. You would? Yeah. Next year's second and third? Yeah, okay. 100%. Um, personally, I mean, the Packers need it bad, and I don't think the Packers season well, I'm just saying if you're, if you're a GM receiver. that needs a receiver, not even just the Packers, like if you're a Giants, 
if you're the Giants right now and you're you're sitting there throwing the ball around to Wandell Robinson, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you just lost your tight end again. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm not doing that. I don't know, man. I just because think about it like this, and I, I know draft capital is very important to some teams, but some teams like the Rams, they don't care, right? But like the Chiefs, if if they just continue to have the season that they're having. Their, their draft picks are going to be at the back end every round. Yeah. So you think I, about I it like it. that. Like, we're going to be in the I, AFC I title game. Look, if so it comes down to 32. A, at the end of the day, you add DJ Moore to that offense, I think it just further confuses everybody on who's going to be getting the ball. But it doesn't. that's a good thing for the Chiefs. The targets necessarily are plenty full to go around. I think Pass DJ happy. Moore going to Kansas City, it might actually hurt his value a little bit, as crazy as that is to say. And I think it hurts everybody around but him. But I don't think that the mojo market would respond accordingly. I think... Now, in that regard, DJ Moore, and this is why I brought him up, is because if he goes, you know, that receiver room is very, very thin. But Terrence Marshall Jr. is somebody that I think could benefit heavily if DJ Moore is moved at all. Like, I just think that th- that kid might be the future of that I wide receiver. I don't core. think Carolina is going to trade DJ Moore. I thought so for 100% Ugh, fact that come they on. would. But if, you look, if, you, if you're looking at the contract that they got rid of with McCaffrey and it's like, oh, they're selling. And it's like, well, Christian McCaffrey had arguably the worst contract in all of football. And they got a ton of picks for a guy that's played 23 games in the last three seasons. So, yeah, you move off of that 100%. But when you're looking at DJ Moore and Brian Burns on the other side of the ball, Teams were offering a, a decent haul for Brian Burns services, according to reports, and the, the Panthers turned it down. It's because you see what other teams have done. Miami Dolphins cleaned house completely, and now look what they're doing. They won if, like if ten of the last or twelve of the last sixteen games or something like that after a complete rebuild. I think that the Panthers would be would be smart to keep certain young core players around, pay them the money, so that there's at least some holdover. <laughs> a la Brandon Cooks in Houston. You, yeah, you well, keep well, DJ, DJ Moore. It's DJ like DJ Moore thing. was a Carolina draft pick, though, and, and Brian Burns were draft picks. True. So it's at least the core. And I wouldn't say the core because they don't really have a core. But <laughs> No core. No, no core, core in Carolina. All right. Well, that, I think DJ Moore stays, though. There are a couple. It, I, I think it's just normal, normal for his mojo stock. I don't think it goes up or down there. Okay. A couple other moves uh, that we could talk about real quick, just to brush over, um, would be I'm interested. We had this conversation yesterday. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was tra- uh, obviously benched in, in favor of now the stock-rising phenom known as Sam Ellinger. Does Matt Ryan get moved? Like, is there a team that would want a veteran backup or at least there's no team he would start for? But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, outside I just, of an I got injury, feeling- outside of a, a, an injury this week for a contending team I don't that has money, I don't see it happening. Matt Ryan's contract dictates that. You're That's trade, very true. You're going to trade for Matt Ryan's contract right now as a backup quarterback? Not me. Not me. What about? Hmm, you're, you're, is I got not, one. I got one too. Is this the same? Are we Spider-Man memeing this one? Josh Jacobs? No. What? No. <laughs> what? What? No. Josh Jacobs, the guy we've been harping on all week. I think Josh Jacobs, out of all the players in the NFL right now, would would get the most haul for the Raiders. Like all the guys we talked about. Any team would be lining up. They would give up probably a, a second, maybe even higher for a Josh Jacobs right now. Think about what Christian McCaffrey just netted. The Rams and the Bills would be both all in on a Josh Jacobs trade. Let's hear this out. He's in a contract year. Yeah. Let's just say the Raiders don't plan on paying Josh Jacobs. And there's no guarantee that just because he's having the season that he's having that they will pay him. Because they didn't pay him this offseason. Maybe that was to see, you know, prove it. But it's not like Josh Jacobs needed to go out and prove it. I think the Raiders knew what they had in Josh Jacobs. Okay. Truthfully, right? Yeah. But teams like Buffalo and the Rams, I think it would actually be a, a 
a knock on Josh Jacobs' value right now if he left the Raiders the way that offensive line is playing. But I do see a potential Josh Jacobs trade. Monitor what happens in Vegas this weekend. I don't know if they're playing in Vegas, but if the Raiders lose, you know, it's really hard to sit here and say a 2-5 and five team has any promise going forward. And if they have no plans to sign the back, we're going to find out next week because Josh Jacobs' name will come up in trade deadline talks. No question about it. Have you actually read this anywhere? Or that's just your your mind. I at did work? see a couple people talking about it, but because it was prior to last week's game, the article, the Raiders won that game. So mm. now I think, and he also balled out. And he balled out. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean, necessarily mean anything. The Raiders would be happy for having ball keep balling out, especially if they want to trade him, um, because that just increases the trade value. Look, I if mean, the Raiders lose this week, just keep your eye on that situation. And the Raiders do have some young, talented backs that were all the rage coming pre in, in preseason. There was. It was Zamir White, Amir nah. Abdullah. These guys were getting talked about in high praise. I actually put Zamir White in like my bargain basement. The pitch for Mojo. <laughs> Zamir White was one of the first players I talked about because they really talked a lot of bad stuff about Josh Jacobs all offseason that we didn't really like him. He's not a good fit. And Zamir White was the guy that that spearheaded the, the this is the guy for fantasy. This oh, he, is the it, keeper. It, listen, Jacobs heard you. And he wrote, he read it. He just didn't write back. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Jacobs but is having a hell of a year. I think year. Jacobs is a name to keep your eye on. That would be. At the deadline. You heard it here first on the Mojo Marker Report that Josh Jacobs but who is could your guy? potentially. Whoever loses out on this New England quarterback situation. No. Bailey Zappi. What? They're not. Definitely not trading Bailey Zappi. Well, then they might trade Mac Jones. I doubt it. Why have both? What's the point of that? Also, did you see they're Mac, literally, Mac they, Jones, they're the same Mac guy. Jones, Mac Jones' interception hit the wire that holds the camera. It wasn't even his fault, first of all. Second what? Of all, really? Yeah, Why Belich did I not Belichick see that? said that um, it wasn't pu he wasn't pulled due to due to uh, I pull, play. I pulled him because of the wire. I mean, he was a game time. <laughs> like, he was essentially a game time decision. So a quarterback that plays a series or two, and I saw him jumping up and down on the sidelines in pregame. He was ready to go. That was a performance thing. That was a New England pressure situation. The crowd was think, all over Bill. I don't Bill. think Mac Jones gets moved after one week of, of Bailey But like Zappi. you're saying now. And Bailey Zappi didn't do well in that game. He didn't do he, well. He did not come in and play well. So it's like if Bailey Zappi came in and, and won the game or won the, you know, it's 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 a home game against the Bears. <laughs> and they lost. And he looked like garbage. <laughs> so, yeah. Trade so Mac clearly Jones. that's not going to be a move to be made. But anyway. What, keep your eyes open, folks. And as, like again, specifically on the Mojo market, because you've seen what happens when these guys get moved, when these guys get dealt, uh, when they're benched, when the when the next guy's up there. You know, we're going to be talking about. I'm telling you right now, just keep your eyes open on all these backups. We talked about it yesterday. Go back and watch yesterday's show of the guys you might want to invest in right now. I saw an ad that ran on Twitter yesterday about our Brees Hall situation, and you know, like yes, all in on Brees Hall, right? But, yes, it, 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 there's egg on the face. But at the same time, if you were in on Michael Carter, all is well. You know what I mean? So this is why you got to watch the market. It's very fluid. It moves very, very quickly. So do not miss out. You can follow Mojo over at Mojo, right? That's it. That's as, as easy as it is. At Mojo on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter. Join the Discord, all right? I found out some heavy information on the Discord this morning where now I'm panicking uh, with either my portfolio and or fantasy stocks, right? Or fantasy uh, lineups. So the Discord is packed with information. Go join it. Go join that conversation. Head on over to mojo.com to find out all 
of the happenings. All those bloggers are great. We get a lot of, of, of our information from those guys. Uh, so those guys are great at mojo.com. Of course, if you're watching the video, please like the video, subscribe to the channel. Great content throughout the course of the week. You see the opening bell. You see risers and fallers. You see Jordy everywhere. <laughs> Sporty Jordy's doing shorts left and right. So be sure to follow us. Give us a like. Show us some love. For Dave Starchio and Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We're back with the start of week eight. Tomorrow, Thursday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens taking on the Tampa Bay Bradyneers. Mm. Buccaneers, my fault. That's my that's on me. <laughs>